attorney Thomas DeVore. Uh, Tom, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Let's start off with uh, the most recent outcome out of uh, Sangamon County. Uh, it's being reported that the case was tossed out, that you lost. What happened with that consolidation of the six different cases that you were representing uh, in Sangamon County Court? You know, Greg, thanks for asking that question because the reporting on that, which I believe started out of the Herald Review, was grossly inaccurate. I don't know that it was done on purpose, but, it, but it's it's horrible. There was a dismissal order on some of those consolidated cases that have to do with whether or not a disaster even exists. It has nothing to do with the extent of the governor's authority or whether he can issue executive orders for how long. It had absolutely nothing to do with that case. It's completely separate. And actually, the order that the judge entered was the order that I asked her to enter. Um, the governor started using the word epidemic now instead of just public health emergency. Now it's a public health emergency and an epidemic. And when we filed those uh, cases across the state that got consolidated, questioning whether a disaster even exists, the word epidemic was used in our pleadings. So the, the court thought that needed to be cleaned up, and so we will. Uh, the real story is that the governor lost in that hearing because the governor asked the judge to dismiss those cases with prejudice and not even let my clients refile because the governor's position was is that it's beyond dispute that there's a public health emergency and you can't even raise that question in the courtroom. Uh, and we argued that that was ridiculous. And again, I was glad to see that the court disagreed because they didn't dismiss them with prejudice. They just said, you know, we're going to dismiss, add a little bit more facts in here about epidemics and, and you know, why a disaster doesn't exist, et cetera. But the judge even said in her order that she believes a case does exist, and that was, again, contrary to what the governor had asked her to do. So uh, it's not easy stuff. It's a little complicated, but the reporting on that, again, I hope it was unintentional, but those headlines that, that cases were dismissed as it relates to the governor's authority and mandates is 100% inaccurate. I'm talking with Thomas DeVore, an attorney in law. Uh, he's been challenging the governor's orders across the state. You had that uh, um, uh, judge in Clay County essentially say the governor's orders are void after 30 days. You had a Kane County judge. It wasn't your case, but uh, similarly saying such. Uh, now you've got these uh, consolidated cases here in Sangamon County. But what about that contempt of court case uh, that you have uh, filed against the governor uh, for violating the Clay County ruling? We filed the contempt of court, if you recall, down in Clay County, and the Illinois Supreme Court stepped in and didn't allow us to hear that. Uh, Judge McKee fi or entered an order saying that he was in contempt, it appeared at least, uh, and wanted the governor to explain himself. We have since refiled that contempt request in the Sangamon County Court, and I believe the governor here has another week or so left to respond as to why he continues to issue these executive orders. You know, here's something important, Greg, that I think people need to understand. These court cases, which I tell people not to get hung up on, deal with what is the extent of the governor's ability to issue executive orders and how long can he issue them for, et cetera. That's one component. The bigger component, which is doesn't get written about enough, and, and it's not really in a court because it, it, the governor's never tried to do that, is what is the ability to even enforce an executive order? Anybody that's watching this, has been watching for months, should have realized a long time ago that those executive orders are just a piece of paper uh, that have no enforceability whatsoever. I represent over a 1,000 business owners across pretty much every county of the state of Illinois, bars and restaurant owners now, 
And you know how many times that anyone, any agency or any health department has ever tried to close down a bar or restaurant because the executive order says they can't be open? It's never happened, Mr. Bishop. Never happened. They've never even tried, let alone been successful, because there is no enforceability. The Illinois State Police has made it clear, even though the governor tries to obfuscate that, they're not trying to close down indoor dining with the because they know there's no rule, there's no law. You know, they might help with the mask rule that you're aware of. That's it. But, you know, there's no enforceability in these executive orders. So at the end of the day, the court process will play out. It'll play out through the next year. But the real story is, is I don't care about his executive orders because you can't enforce them anyway. It's impossible. We're talking with Thomas DeVore. Uh, he's um, the, the attorney that's been challenging the governor's uh, COVID-19 uh, mitigation efforts across the state. Uh, and we'll see those uh, court cases, of course, uh, transpire over the next few months here. Um, but I also want to get your reaction to, gosh, I've seen just an outpouring of uh, negativity uh, about the Springfield mask mandate that passed this week, issuing a civil penalty of $50 for somebody who's not wearing a mask. However, that individual can say they have a medical condition that doesn't allow them to tolerate a mask. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And do people have any legal recourse here? You know, they, they kind of do. And, and, and speaking to that, this issue of these new rules of, of Mayor Langfelder, I think this one of the reasons or one of the issues to talk about, Greg, and I'll speak to the mask here real specifically and what, you know, what's it's, if it has any legal issues. But Mayor Langfelder, with all due respect to him, for months has taken the position that executive order has to be enforced. And then, you know, the governor has the power to do this and we have to follow it, you know. And now all of a sudden, well, we're not going to follow that. We're going to do our own thing. Any intelligent person infers from that that they should know that the executive order doesn't mean anything. Again, because... That's just the mayor of Springfield. You got the mayor of Quincy. You got the mayor of Rockford. You got the mayor of Decatur, who've all said we're not going to pay any attention. That tells you there's nothing to them. The executive orders. But as to this, you know, this new mask rule of the, of the city, there's Illinois Supreme Court authority out there that goes back a long time that says you can't just start throwing health regulations around and passing health regulations that serve no other purpose than to maybe help spread, uh, uh, prevent spreading. A disease because it goes too far in violation of people's liberty interests. So is that mask rule, uh, is it even enforceable? Does it go too far legally? There's a big question there, but I, but I do commend, at least commend, the uh, municipal authorities of Springfield for at least procedurally trying to do something correctly by passing an ordinance. At least procedurally, that's proper. Something we haven't seen the legislature do. <laughs> Something we haven't seen the legislature do. So, again, I, I compliment the city of Springfield for at least trying to procedurally do it. Because if you procedurally pass something like they did, there's still a question of whether or not it's unconstitutional or it goes too far. And I can always respect that. But they did it. And, I, again, I give them that. This is not just Mayor Langfelder trying yeah, to wield got, executive you, power. You've got nine others who, who chimed in on that as well. And those uh, those individuals are elected individuals, and they uh, are representing constituents that uh, can reach out to them and call them up and let them know their thoughts. We're talking with Thomas DeVore, attorney at law, uh, about COVID-19 mitigation orders. Uh, something else I wanted to get your take on here really quick, Tom. <sighs> The big grants, the business interruption grant dollars, the federal funds that the state captured and is doling out, 
as an attorney who's been challenging all of these orders, uh, what would be your recommendation to businesses who are hurting financially and see that opportunity uh, to, to capture some of those grant dollars? What, what would be your recommendation? You know, Greg, I've talked to a lot of them about that, and that's really a specific person-by-person, business-by-business uh, conversation. I can't really give a blanket request of what their a recommendation would be, but here's what they at least need to consider. That grant money, that's that application and that a contract that the governor has created, it, it's, I'm really disappointed in what they're doing there because they've added language into that document, Greg, that says that you agree to abide by all of the governor's executive orders. It's like, are you kidding me? Why is that being a, a dangling carrot out there? And moreover, there's language in there that says you waive any claims that you may have against the state of Illinois for damages, et cetera. Those are big, inappropriate conditions, in my opinion, that are put in that grant application. Uh, and again, whether someone should take or not take that grant, it's really case-specific. But, but those paragraphs that have been thrown into that big grant application – I'm disappointed, and I think quite obviously it was uh, inappropriate for the governor and the state to throw those, you know, throw those in there. It's almost like here's a bribe that we're offering, and maybe you take it, maybe you don't. But asking them to waive those rights is completely inappropriate. Tom, I greatly appreciate your time as always. Uh, we'll connect again in the future because uh, this uh, this whole issue is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Agreed, sir. Thank you very much.